0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to a bonus episode of Find Your Model Health, the official podcast from Shemaine's Model Health. For those looking to optimize their long term health and weight goals, I'm Shemaine Lenny. I am your host. I'm a biohacker and fitness and nutrition expert. And I hope you're keeping cozy on this cold December evening. Now, this is a bonus podcast. Um, Technically it's episode 104 but it's a bonus podcast so um, the reason it's a bonus is because I've meant to do it for the last two weeks and I wanted to get it out now quickly before Christmas comes. Because this podcast is on acid reflux and I'd promised it to a few clients and acid reflux will be on the increase over the next few weeks with all the extra food and sugars and alcohol and stress, Um, I felt it important to get this podcast out now for everyone to use as a tool, even though I hadn't scheduled it for December, Um, I wanted to get it out now. So there will still be another podcast this week before we move on, I must stress that the information in these podcasts is for informational purposes only and not to be taken as medical advice. And please consult your medical practitioner before you put any of these practices into place. So when looking at acid reflux or heartburn, we want to understand what the root cause is or could be, now there's a couple of different causes of acid reflux. So one, too much acid. This is where some people just make too much acid. Um... This can also play a part where someone eats too often or snacks too much and their stomach just keeps pumping out acid so they get an overflow of acid into the esophagus. So they're they're snacking so much that they're not giving their stomach a chance to kind of rebalance. They're just constantly pumping out that acid which is causing the reflux. Now... Two, some people make normal amounts of acid but have an issue with the sphincter muscle at the top of their stomach. This muscle separates the stomach from the esophagus and if it's not working, you get acid passing back up out of the stomach. This is known as GERD or gastroesophageal reflux disease. Um, Then three, then there's those with low stomach acid and poor digestion. They don't have enough acid to break down their food. So as their food moves out of the stomach, it's not completely broken down. Then the stomach releases more acid late or like an hour or so later. At this stage, the food is being fermented in the intestines and forms gas which causes bloating and pushes acid back up into the sphincter. So you have low stomach acid you're not breaking down your food properly so half of the food that's moving out of your stomach is still solid and then it gets fermented and then that forms gas and then you get bloating and acid reflux. Next there's those with a H. pylori or helicobacter pylori infection. And this usually infects people with low stomach acid because we know that low sto- we know that stomach acid kills bugs off. That's why we have it. And if you have low stomach acid, then the H pylori can get in there and it can live. Uh, H pylori will burrow into your stomach wall or lining, which causes an ulcer, and this then gets sealed over by the mucus in your stomach, so the pylori is protective and protected and it lives there forever. So these people, can also experience gas and bloating. Um, And how would you pick this up? You pick this bug up anywhere, um, through your foods, dirty cups, cutlery, putting your hand to your mouth, like biting your nails. Um, But most of the time we're going to pick it up around mealtime. So it's usually around our food or our utensils. Now, if you imagine your gut or stomach wall, it's like meat or muscle fibers covered with a layer of mucus. Now, your mucus coating is proportional to the amount of acid you have because mucus protects the wall... Or the lining from the acid. So when you have lots of acid, you get a thick mucus coating. But if you have low stomach acid, you get a thinner mucus coating. So this then can be more sensitive. Um, Just a side note that you might like to know. Within that mucus coating that protects your walls or your gut wall or your stomach wall is your IgA or immunoglobulin A, which is an antibody that plays a crucial role in um, the immune function of mucus membranes throughout your gut. Also, your T helper 1 cell immune cells reside in this mucus as well. So they're your immune surveillance cells. So this mucus has got a lot of immune activity in there. So we want to make sure that everything's kind of flowing right in there. Okay so acid reflux may seem like a common condition since it doesn't cause much debilitation um, aside from the heartburn and the nausea and it's quite uncomfortable but it can still lead to serious diseases if left undiagnosed or untreated. Um, This constant flow of stomach acid traveling up the esophagus can lead to serious damage in the esophagus um, because its lining is thinner and it's more delicate than the lining of the stomach. Numerous esophageal issues can arise like throat cancer um, if adjustments are not made to control the acid reflux. Um, It may also cause patients teeth decay due to the stomach's acidity, um, its ability to break down the teeth or the tooth enamel, weakening it and exposing it to um, other acidic compounds in our food and then giving you a higher risk of cavities. Okay, so common causes of acid reflux are, well, we generally, and this is from my experience, um, see stomach acid being aggravated with sugar, carbs, processed foods. And even in some people, caffeine, not many, but I have seen it with caffeine. Um, it's wise to minimize these in our diet while tra- trying to kill off either bugs, H. pylori, fix ulcers or address any sort of acid reflux. Other causes or triggers are smoking, drinking alcohol, snacking close to bedtime, NSAIDs, so they're non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, pregnancy, hernia, obesity, and gastroparesis, also known as delayed gastric or stomach emptying. Um, in regards to the pregnancy, sometimes it can be used to the hormones, but sometimes I think it's just because there's not a lot of space in there. The baby's taking up the room, so everything's getting pushed back out. Now, what can we do to fix acid reflux? Okay, well, controlling acid at the right time is important for those with low stomach acid or a H. pylori issue. So around mealtime, it's super important to prime your stomach with good levels of a stomach acidity. So before a meal, I usually say 15 minutes or so before a meal. You want to be doing something to activate the vagus nerve on your tongue. Your vagus nerve signals the stomach to produce more acid. And how do we signal the vagus nerve or primate or activate it, get it working in our favor. This is where we would do something um, bitter or acidic or warm like we'd drink warm water or lemon and warm water or apple cider vinegar and warm water or even a miso or french onion soup before a meal can help prime the vagus nerve. Um, even, Even a side salad with some vinaigrette on it can help prime the vagus nerve but that wouldn't be my favorite option because at that stage you're already taking in some greens so you're going to need help breaking down those fibers Um, but when we prime the vagus nerve that then tells your stomach you're about to eat and more acid is then produced too one break down the food better and two help kill off or sterilize any bugs that may come in on the food we can also add in some sort of digestive enzyme at this stage, um, like a bromelain or a betaine hydrochloride acid supplement with, say, pepsin or fenugreek. Um, these may help or can help, and I've seen them help relieve the burning sensation um, of the acid reflux. They help with the breakdown and digestion of foods, and they can also help kill off H. pylori or other bad bacteria. Bacteria in the gut. Also, apart from priming your vagus nerve and stomach before you eat, if you do have H. pylori or even any sort of bacteria dysbiosis, turmeric, ginger, cranberry, garlic, black pepper, oil of oregano, um, these can all be very effective at killing off those bugs. Um, Okay, so with high stomach acid though, so what we just spoke about was more your low stomach acid and your H. pylori issues, with high stomach acid, we want to stick to two to three meals a day and avoid snacking. This gives the stomach time to empty and normalize its acid adequately. Baking soda here can help. Some baking soda and water can help neutralize stomach acid. However, it should only be taken during times of severity or emergencies, as long-term use can cause hypokalemia. This is when the blood's potassium levels are too low, or hyponatremia, hypernatremia. This is when sodium in the blood is too low. Muscle weakness and cramps. Um, Okay, we can also use slippery elm bark meadow sweet tea which is lovely, marshmallow root tea, turmeric and licorice teas which can support the mucous membrane and calm down the burning in the stomach and throat. Um, Another one that I like and I recommend it to my clients and I use myself is raw almonds and pistachios particularly the resin in their skins can coat the stomach and soothe it so if you find you get acid reflux when you lie down at night Having a few raw or even sprouted almonds or pistachios before bed can help. So you're looking at about six almonds, maybe ten pistachios, um, unsalted, of course, so raw with the skin. Um, zinc is also important for helping with stomach health and buffering acidity. This is where raw nuts and seeds come in again, and their skins. Um, I like. Pumpkin seeds and Brazil nuts for my zinc. You can get a zinc carnosine supplement. It can be hard to find and it can be expensive, but it has been shown to help um, with stomach health and healing the stomach. You'd be looking at 100 to 140 milligrams of zinc carnosine three times a day until you're seeing a real good improvement with your stomach. Um, as I mentioned before if you have kind of a physical issue or a mechanical issue like with GERD and that sphincter muscle um, you would want to speak to an educated doctor or or medical practitioner and look at diet change and natural solutions to controlling the acid reflux um pretty much the same as those people with high acid production but also because it's more of a mechanical issue you'd want support from a doctor as well Okay, so that's kind of it. They're my go-tos for helping with acid reflux. They're the understandings of how they work, how they happen, the causes. So hopefully you'll be able to use these tools over um, the holidays and whenever you need them to support your body with acid reflux if you're finding you're getting a lot of acid reflux over the holidays i would personally recommend you pull back on your meals one to two meals a day um, maybe add in some sort of digestive enzyme i like betaine hydrochloric i usually have some of that around um, and then i'd recommend you have some teas as well some meadow sweet um, Turmeric, a favourite of mine, and even a slippery elm bark or a marshmallow root as well around can help. And of course, your almonds and pistachios, which most people have them at this stage in their house. So you'd want to be integrating those and then revert back to this podcast again if you need a refresher. Okay, everyone, Um, enjoy the rest of the evening and the week, and please share with anyone you feel may benefit from this information, because sharing is caring, and we are trying to help and make the world a better, healthier place. Okay, bye-bye.